0: Ah hello there you are and welcome to the chairman's lounge it is a, a new year and it would take an act of an extreme optimism to say that it's going to be any better than 2023 the middle east will get worse trump will win the election woolies will uh, still not have australian flags on the shelves but let's not remember the most let's not forget the most important thing margot robbie was not nominated for the oscars it's absolute a outrage bloody. <laughs> a bloody disgrace uh the year's off to a bad start yeah exactly
1: i mean who will think of the uh, multi-millionaire uh, attractive blonde hollywood types in, uh, in a year like 2024 well we will
0: Anyway, well, welcome. Uh, welcome to The Lounge. And, and and Daniel James, you've brought us here. This mm. is terrific. We've gone OS. And we are at the uh, Chairman's Lounge, New Hampshire.
1: Well, 2024, whether we like it or not, is going to be, again, the year of the Donald. And hence, we are here in New Hampshire because there are... Machinations that are happening mm-hmm. um, No one Not even Americans Understand the American Political system No no no, no. Uh, But apparently there But, is but if you have watched West Wing You will know that New Hampshire's a big one New Hampshire is the big one Because for so much Of uh, America's political history New Hampshire has been The litmus test If you win New Hampshire Quite often You go on to win The presidency Now in this case It's Trump just trying To win the nomination From the Republicans Yes but um, he's going very well so far.
0: And, and I think it's, 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 it's magnificent. I think it's, it's warming. I think it's lovely and fluffy that, that Donald Trump has, uh, has once again embraced democracy. He loves democracy. He's, he's
1: back in. You know, he, His approach to democracy is, Gee, it's fantastic
0: when I win. Yeah. Um, Gee, it's fucked when I don't. <laughs> Here in New Hampshire, I, I might point out that we've got our woolies in, be, uh, woolies on, because in New be brisked, Hampshire, this time of the year. Let me just—I think I can reach over and let me just open the window. It's warm Jesus! That, it's it's warmed up a bit. On, just wait. Just. Oh. oh man, relatively balmy compared to yesterday. Uh, so welcome to New Hampshire.
1: I've, uh, I've taken the liberty of uh, getting my uh, lunch flown over. Oh, what have you got? What have you got?
0: Uh, well, during,
1: during the uh, Christmas break, I, uh, I, uh, I bought a jet ski and I um, towed it up to uh, New South Wales. The other thing that I bought for Christmas was a, a leaf blower, but that's besides the point. <laughs> you're, um, the, you're the pregnant <laughs> boy. So I went up there and um, I speared fished some uh, blue groper. Oh, good for you. Little did I realise Just that it was actually the New South Wales official state fish. And it caused a bit of a, uh, a, a, a rancour. It caused a bit of a controversy. But I tell you what, it's fantastic. And they, put, very, up very tasty. And they put up a fight. They put up a fight. You <laughs> should sort of see him squirm around when I put the bloody <laughs> spear through Oh,
0: Yeah, something that makes me sad uh, for this episode is that we're seeing off another Australia Day. Yeah. And, and I, I've come to love Australia Day because... The debate around Australia Day is the only interesting thing about it. Without... Uh, uh, and I wrote a column uh, in the paper this week about it. The only thing that, uh, that has been interesting is the debate. Without it, we're just left with this flag-waving wank mm. uh, that doesn't really hold... It's just a, so- a soulless and joyless kind of day. Yeah. And, um, so I, I, I've been a big one for changing the date, but I've got to say... You, you, it's going to be
1: rough when we do. January is going to be meaningless. That's, it's <laughs> it's going to be full rough. of boredom and monotony. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as we go along with this thing, it just becomes more and more of a sort of a, a, a grandiose cosplay mm. se- sem- seminar. Mm. A blue cosplay. Yeah, we have people wearing the, you know, the, the sacred Australian flag as <laughs> capes. They have it on their thongs, bikinis, have it as, their, as arse floss. Uh, yep. Quite quite often, yeah. Um, and I think we're just at the point now where it's just absolutely just it's just ridiculous, and it's so ridiculous that it's becoming boring unto itself. So I don't know where we go here, oh, Justin, I
0: in I terms disagree. of your entertainment. I disagree. I disagree. I'm I'm far from bored. Uh, there's so much left to be chewing on here. The the Woolworths thing, uh, not Those stock- woke <laughs> pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Woolworths not stalking uh australian goods for australian days so let's just get this straight here and if i could just quote me out of the paper is that uh <laughs> if i could just quote myself yeah, if for a, a second just quote myself good, at least i know i'll get it right is uh woolworths would put a lunchbox full of cat turds on the shelf if they thought they'd sell true y- are you with me so far would you agree <laughs> so far they would put australian flags on the shelf if they thought they would sell they would they didn't sell so they said, well, I don't think we'll do this anymore. And then the kerfuffle began.
1: Well, it's them uh, giving into that uh, very leftist woke concept of supply and demand. Yes. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Bolshe... That's trotsky Trotskyite bullshit. It turns out that uh, people don't want to buy yeah. plastic disposable Australiana yeah. every every year. Yeah. Um, and so what we're seeing here... They didn't even announce it because they didn't feel like they had
0: to announce it. No, no, no. It. It's because
1: no, no. oh, we're just not going to sell that shit this year because no no one wants it.
0: That lefty bullshit of bottom line yeah. is just such a... Uh
1: and you know, you know that Woolworths are friends of the worker. Yes. You know? go. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah the, the farmer gets paid $4 a kilo for uh, a kilo of lamb, and we buy it for $47 <laughs> within... At the other end of the supply chain. Yeah, so there's yeah. someone in between making a bit of a profit. I won't go as far as to say that it's uh, the gritty you know, supermarket oligarchs that we ha- seem to have in this country. Mm, mm. But, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're,
0: I don't know what went wrong with them. Well, for me, and, 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 and you say that it's getting boring again, I say you're wrong because because uh, Peter Dutton, in, in an exercise of extraordinary political overreach... Brilliant blacklisted a major Australian employee. Not a major Australian employee. employer.
1: An employer. Yeah. The major Australian employer. <laughs> they, they, they employ more people than any other business. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he had called for a, a boycott of Woolworths. Um, knowing full well... The alternative Prime Minister did this. Let's the just alternative get that Prime straight. Minister, which led to some fuckwit in Brisbane... Uh, flowing some f- uh, flares at a, a Woolworths in uh, in Brisbane, and graffitiing something about Australia Day. Oi oi oi, boycott Woolworths or something or other. Mm. Uh, so, you could argue that uh, the alternate prime minister is actually inciting some violence there. Um, the the amount of aggression that have been directed at Woolworths staff across the, across the country, according to its CEO, has gone up by 50% since uh, Dutton made the, the the extraordinary claim to boycott Woolworths. So this is what happens with Dutton. He goes on, um, you know, uh, Ray Hadley show or 2GB, or wherever it might be, it might be 4BC, whatever it is. And when he's speaking to the ABC... You don't want to get challenged.
0: Um, You don't want anyone challenging.
1: When he's speaking to the ABC or someone like that, he's trying to be statesman-like, he's trying to hold it together. And I I just get the sense he's trying to hold it together all the time. Mm. But when he goes on Sky After Dark or one of those other wet nurse programs, he... (laughs) He tells the public what's on his mind.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and sometimes he doesn't think it through. And I don't think he thought this one through. He, he he did what he did during the referendum. He lobbed the grenade and then was nowhere to be seen since. He hasn't been seen since. No, no. And no, there's no, a bit no. of news going on at the moment in that the uh, maybe the leader of the opposition might want to be on point
0: about. Yeah, yeah.
1: But he hasn't been seen on since because he will be asked protection about protection programme. You'll be yeah. asked
0: about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Kennett uh, has now come out and said that the prime minister. Sorry, I've
1: no, got his name wrong.
0: Uh, sorry, go, yeah, go yeah, ahead. It's
1: uh, Jeff. Every <laughs> should resign, Kennett.
0: <laughs> so Jeffrey uh, has called uh, has called on uh, the prime minister to resign. <laughs> this, uh, I'm not making this up. Come on, I'm trying to put some irony in my voice. You know, I can't do it. Jeff has actually called on the prime minister to resign for not backing Australia Day enough. Yeah. So just let that. See. Just let that sit with you for a second. Then we've got the, uh, the most important role in Australia, which is the Australian captain. Australian captain of the, captains, of the, of the cricket team. By,
1: by, by, and in every way, the most difficult. And so we had Pat Cummins, the, Pat uh, Cummins. the men's Australian cricket captain. Captain. He was asked a straight question. He goes, do you support Australia? Something along those lines. And he prefaced it by saying, Australia is a great country. I love this country so much. Uh, we should have an Australia Day. But I don't think maybe the 26th of January is the most appropriate day. And by fuck did that set the rotting oh. nutjobs off.
0: <laughs> Gee whiz. Forget about rubbing sandpaper on a ball. This really ticked them yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: And um, that's what we've seen. They, 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 were, they showed more indignation about this than they did over the RoboDebt Raw Commission. Yes. In yep. which
0: thousands of lives were impacted. Where this is just some guy having an opinion. Mm, Australia Day. Yeah, it's uh, we don't. Please don't change the date anymore. I know I was a big fan for it. I know I've been writing columns and calling for it and going on talk shows and saying, hey, listen, it's got to change yiff, the yiff. date. But please don't. Please don't. You, you've b- been called all sorts of names in the paper because of your position I on this. <laughs> but I will be bored shitless if they get rid of it. You know, it's just one of those well, you're great... Not, you're not interested in the tennis? The tennis is entertaining. No no, 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 I'm not interested in the tennis. As a matter of fact, this, this was my January fun, <laughs> and you bastards want to pull it out from under me. Yeah, I, look, uh, I don't know why we can't get over it here. We, we've had, uh, you know, who would have thought that uh, just say no to drugs wouldn't work? And now turning to the Aboriginal pe- people and saying, "Look, just get over it for fuck's sake," has not worked. Why did that not work? I just don't understand. I can't work it <laughs> I out. Can't Maybe get my it's head because people, because, because we're the most
1: incarcerated population on the face of the planet, something like that. Shit, that was it. <laughs>
0: So, uh, I'm enjoying this business about Anthony Albanese. I'm enjoying myself a lot at the moment, I've got to say. It's the greatest show on earth for some reason. Uh, Anthony Albanese and this talk of the tax cuts. Now, can you please, I like the way you do this, so can you take us through what's happened here? What's the ebb and the flow? What's the fairest wheel of this goddamn thing? Well, the great man, uh, Scott Morrison, and we'll speak more
1: about him later on. Yeah in uh, 2019 announced a series of uh, tax cuts. And because the budget was in a relatively precarious position, they announced tax cuts that were implemented called uh, Stage 1 and Stage 2 tax cuts. But a thing called the Stage 3 tax cuts will be held off until 2024. And that was basically, those tax cuts were, were basically aimed at giving people above $150,000 or more a significant stage tax stage cut. Stage 3. Yeah, was, Stage yeah. 3, um, giving them a significant tax cut and giving people at the lower end of the uh, income scale a, a, a far less generous tax cut. And that's something that's been hounding Albanese ever since he's become Prime Minister and before that. And he has always committed to
0: implementing the Stage 3 tax cuts. Well, you say Anthony Albanese's been hounded by it. I would say Anthony Albanese's been hounded. Ha- Hounded by Anthony Albanese. Elbow of... uh, uh, 40-year-old elbow
1: is always in the ear of uh, 60-year elbow, I reckon, I think. And they're two very different people. Yes. So why... I mean... uh, uh, Sorry, I'll let you finish, but it's an important question here. So since then, then, uh, some shit has come to light. We've had uh, a a global pandemic. We've had uh, two world wars. (laughs) Sorry, two wars. Feels like world wars. (laughs) Uh, We've had all the inflationary pressures that have come from global pressures. We've had inflationary pressures at home. In the main, a lot to do with global warming, but also our fixation with uh, uh, coal and and gas, which have uh, bumped up uh, electricity prices. Fuel prices are are through the roof. We're having incentives for people to buy massive uh, cars that are are petrol guzzlers. All these things have led to a a cost of living crisis. And so what Albo decided to do, Probably decided to do it long ago, but what he has announced this week is that we're going to give you some stage three tax cuts, but we're taking a little bit from the top end. Everyone gets a sta- um, tax cut, 92% of the population gets a tax cut, people 40,000 below don't. Um, but we're going to just skew if this so that um, people earning uh, between uh, 60 and uh, 80,000 get a far more generous tax cut than uh, they would have under the original scheme. Now, this is being talked about as a broken promise. Mm. Um, and that's where we are in uh, in the media landscape in this place. People are focusing on the politics of it, uh, not so much on the policy of it. The two, of course, are very much intertwined. But I think that um, when you announce a tax cut that's going to benefit 92% of the population, 11, 11 million people receiving a tax cut during yeah. a cost of living crisis, I think that is superb wedge politics from the Albanese government. Okay. well,
0: before he announced what the plan is actually going to be, which he has really only just done, before that it was allowed to fester that he was going to be removing any form of tax cut for people over $150,000. Now, it didn't end up being quite that extreme to what it is, but here's my thing, and I'm talking more from a politics point of view here, is why did he ever promise so wholeheartedly to implementing the Stage 3 tax cuts just exactly as they were. He, I, I mean, I, I know that people, change. why do we have to put up with this over and over again? Why can we not have a Prime Minister saying, look, at this stage, it's our plan to do yeah. Stage 3, but things change, shit gets real, new shit comes, shit, to shit comes to light, thank you Mr. Lebowski, new shit comes to light. And we need to, we may need to change that, but at this stage, we're pla- instead there seems, there we've seems got to this be. sort of rubbish kind of yeah. mealy mouth talk about, oh no, we will not change it. And There seems to be a great reluctance amongst the
1: political class on both sides of the political divide to preface things. So like you said, you know, at this stage, it is our full intention to implement the stage three tax cuts as they are. This is Albanese coming into government. Yeah. In 2022, mm. yeah, mm. Um, giving himself—if he, if he prefaced it that way—he yep. will give himself some wriggle room. So when shit yep. comes to light, okay, well, we need to change course now. We need to make sure that we don't impact uh, inflation, and by you know weighing the, the tax cuts to the lower end of the uh, income scale, um, you're going to have people buying um, you know uh, extravagant things like uh, bread. Milk, water, <laughs> nappies, electricity, nappies. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe some books for their kids to go to school. That sort of thing. Um, and so they've done it. They've done it in a. The way they've done it has been very very clever. It's actually very clever politics. They've had conversations with the Reserve um, uh, uh, Bank Governor. The, the the head of the Treasury has done the same. So they've lined it all up. But the messaging around it, and to yes. to, to spring it on. Australian people knowing that there are people in um, the commentariat that are gonna leap all over this and muddy the messaging as a result because they'll be focusing on the politics and not the cuts Um, yeah it's it's, it's, it's pretty it's pretty it's it's, the politics could have been done better but I will applaud Elbow for showing some balls for once I don't think he did show balls I think I I think 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 he did show balls this Uh, is him willing to spend a bit of political
0: capital and put a Labour lens over a major economic reform. OK. And look, I mean, uh, it, it can certainly be argued that way back when, no Labour Prime Minister, particularly not one that leads to the left, should have ever bought into it and promised something along those lines well, to he, say, listen, people over $150,000 are going to get a whopping tax cut. There's no way he ever should have bought it. But he wanted to win. He wanted to right, get into that's the right. law. that's
1: why So he told a lie. And that's why he agreed to walk us as well. Because he knew that if he didn't um, give bipartisan support to uh, the brain fart that is or- Orcus, um the, the coalition would have wedged him on national security, which has, you know, oh. fundamentally been yeah, a weak yeah. point yeah, for, yeah. for for Labor for years. Yeah, open
0: a window. Just yeah, uh, it's there. Thanks, thanks. Just uh, speaking it's, it's, it's of lining up, it's lining <laughs> up. <laughs> gorgeous. I thought I saw some blue out there before. Speaking of cold gusts of wind, Scott Morrison has announced that he would be uh, he will be uh, retiring, yeah. stepping away uh, getting out of, uh, of politics and, and while many people, including people I'm not sure how the people in New Hampshire will feel about Scott Morrison but many people would say don't let the door hitch on the ass on the way out and I think he's got that coming. Well the main thing I'm concerned about is the January
1: unemployment rate held relatively steady, but now that Scott Morrison has resigned from his 17 it's jobs, I, I have concern about the uh, the job rate in February okay. because <laughs> who knows how many jobs he's got. Pretty much recognised as. Perhaps not the worst prime minister. There's debate around that, but certainly the worst person to be prime minister
0: in living memory. Yeah, I think I was on TV and uh, uh, the host asked
1: me. Stop uh, name dropping. Stop. Stop. You know, referring to your global media empire all the
0: time. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> said, "Don't make me open the window." Again. Uh, and somebody said, "How's, uh, how's he going to be remembered?" And that involuntary reaction, I started to laugh. <laughs> and then had no real intelligent answer to it. He's going to be remembered incredibly poorly. Uh, even I would think even the um,
1: even the most rusted on um, right wing commentators uh, across the board within uh, the Nine Media Empire and the Murdoch Empire have been very very quiet yeah. about his departure.
0: Yep. He did so so look Robo uh, atrociously awful uh, and 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 cost lives. We have uh, him trying to get uh, Brian Houston, uh, uh, evangelical Brian Houston, and imagine and being now so disgraced Brian Houston. Imagine being so vile
1: that you can't make the Trump uh, <laughs> can't make a Trump dinner party. Things
0: are bad, but but there were knucklehead after knucklehead uh, sticking up for Scott Morrison until. He Decided to do that swearing in business where yeah. he went to government house and said, I want to be the chairman of the exchequer, I want to be pope, uh, I want to be the head of the scouting movement, yeah, uh, uh I'll, I'll just wanna,
1: swear me in for everything. I want to, I want to, I want to be uh, chairperson of the Melbourne Cricket Club, yes, you know, <laughs> I want to be a, 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 a you know, the head horn show down at Bondi and surf Lifesaver. Um, I want to be. The number one ticket holder for the Sharks. I want to I be the number one ticket holder for uh, Collingwood, Carlton, uh, and Essendon. I want to star in
0: Barbie two. Yeah, I want to star with uh, Margaret. I, <laughs> I want a regular spot in home and away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was allowed to raise his right hand and uh, say, "So help me, God," and it all happened. And I think. Everyone was sticking up for him at that point, you know, where the Stooges were sticking yeah, these, up for him. Yeah, the, the, the,
1: the argument was, these are extraordinary times, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, The yeah, Prime Minister was lying. put in an extraordinary situation. He's a but great then when, guy. But then when they found out that he signed himself up to five
0: portfolios, it was like, oh, fuck it, hell, that's that, a step too far. And then they jumped off him, didn't they? Big time. It was a big one. Time. And You'd very a
1: lonely figure in the Parliament.
0: And if you tend to go out there and you... you not not here in, uh, in New Hampshire where the wind blows through, but if you were to walk the streets of Cronulla even... Yeah, uh, and you said Scott Morrison. I think you'd get a few people saying, "Well, he we overstepped stepped mark on a couple of things," and then you get other people saying, "Look, he's just a dead set dickhead." Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and we're glad to see the back of him. Yeah. But you're not going to get. I would think I'm going to stick my neck out here. You're not going to get a lot of people saying he was terrific. I don't think there's anyone that has uh, any
1: sort or sense of proportion or objectivity that would say,
0: "Gee, that's Scott Morrison. He's good." Yeah. They just don't exist. And it's not going to turn around for him. And he's gone into... What's the name of that crew that he's gone into? Well, he's
1: landed on his feet. So after negotiating um, uh, uh, Australia as a client state to the uh, American military-industrial complex, um, he has signed up with a mob called... See, and you said he didn't (laughs) achieve anything. (laughs) <laughs> D-Y-N-E Maritime which was launched in October last year by an Australian investment banker and a US Navy officer and it's full of all sorts of Trump types uh, Mike Pompeo who was the former Secretary of State is involved so that's going to be a nice little owner it's probably the most audacious mm. post-political career that we've seen apart from Christopher Pyne who also as the Minister for, for Defence left politics and went into defence contracting as mm. a result um you, it makes you wonder that while we have some of these politicians in these leadership positions, how much, of their, uh, how much of what they do in a policy and political sense is purely and utterly aimed at feathering their nest post-politics? It's a big question because I think it uh, diminishes our democracy and our policy making to a large extent. And okay. we're seeing it more and more.
0: Well said, damn right. And to the people that have just hired him, uh, we should point this out. No matter what he wrote on his resume, he does not hold a hose. <laughs> and if you're ever if you're ever looking for him, you'll probably find the prick somewhere in Hawaii playing a ukulele. And so we fire up the open fire and uh, and pour one of those lovely brandy drinks that they warm up, which I really can't quite think of the name of at this particular moment. Hot Toddy? Yeah, Hot Toddy. Hot yep. Toddy uh, here uh, in the uh, in the Chairman's Lounge at uh, New Hampshire. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good spot. Good to be it's good. here. It's a good place. Good to be good here. Place. We have been Americans are so polite. They really are. <laughs> they really are, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They've all got guns they're incredibly polite they're very polite
1: they love shooting up <coughs> they love freedom they, they love letting uh, a pandemic rip but jesus christ they've got manners oh, <laughs> we...
0: <laughs> we have been produced by the content engine the podcast and video content specialists great storytellers and they are also life members of every chairman's lounge in the world You can stay in contact with us, and we'd love it if you did, live from the Chairman's Lounge at gmail.com. Bye.